Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Friday edition. Hockey Buzz Cast. Before we get into it, Russ is, uh, Russ is somewhere where you can hear hockey sounds in the background. Where are you exactly? I'm at the USHL Fall Classic. <laughs> Very cool. What, wait, it's, where it's in the country is that? Okay, so it's it's in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. It's where the penguins practice. Field. Okay, very good. Very good. But you can't even call this a practice facility. This is like an amazing setup. Here. It looks pretty intense. Yeah. It looks like, I'm in a restaurant. It looks like uh, X uh, backyard rink. Kind of. He wishes. <laughs> We're working on that. Um, if, if it was a backyard rink for back-to-back champions. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, you don't know. You don't know who drinks in my backyard. Might be just as good as them. Not touching um, them. So, yes, yes, is coming to the Kindle Center on Sunday. Um, I know. I'm seeing them Saturday night. Okay, in Trent. In Trent. Okay, so yeah, Kimmel Center on Sunday night. Someone offered me a ticket to go see this. I might go to that one. Kimmel Center is a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, you should go. Crazy. It's um, not named after Jimmy Kimmel, is it? That's a problem with that. Oh, no, it's been around for a while. Um, longer than Jimmy Kimmel. So the um, the interesting thing about this is someone brought it today on a, on a radio show. Is this, when, you know, when do we think it's... There are, two, there are two boring yes groups right now that are basically following each other. Quite often they're a couple days apart from each other. And, and they're both called yes. They're both boring. Both is yes. Right now, playing like sometimes it leads apart. At what point do you guys think it's fair for a person for for a band to tour under the band's name? Like, does do you need founding members? Does it require you know one, at least one person in that band, or should it require more than one person? Or should it require you know? What are your thoughts? I think it require two founding members, and founding. the other faction of Yes has it, and this one has it, and that's the problem. But yeah, the um. The Steve well, Howe faction is yeah. getting bad reviews, where the John Anderson one is getting great reviews. It, it's it's okay. funny, yeah, because Russ and I talked about this a couple days ago because um, in one of my trips from Niagara Falls up for Leafs training camp, there was posters showing that Yes was playing. Yes, featuring John Anderson, Rick Wakeman, and Trevor Rabin were playing at um, – uh, Falls View Casino in Niagara Falls. And when I saw them at University of Buffalo last year, they were just Anderson, Wakeman, and Raven. So they were Hall of Fame induction. They came out as yes. So it is a little confusing because I had a chance to go see them in Toronto. And I'm like, okay, which yes is this? Are they together or what's going on? And yeah, screw it. Yeah, I mean, there are bands now that don't have, you know, that, that, that tour around without any members of their band, and, and you know, that go by the name, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, like Leonard Skinner. It is crazy. They have one person, I guess, in Leonard Skinner, and then the, 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 the vocalist is the brother, right, of the yeah. other vocalist. Yeah. 
does 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 the fact that you're related to my blood give you any more validity to the name? Is that, is that that's what I wonder as well? You know, is that the, the problem is is when like the one guy is like somebody who joined the band like halfway in, like that's not even the real member of the band. Right, but halfway in could have been twenty five years ago with some of these bands. Yeah, that's that's like that's like saying that's like saying Genesis and the only member that of is Ray Wilson. Yeah, so I mean, if you play with a band for twenty years, I mean, are you part of that band? I mean, that, you know, when that band breaks up, you're, and, you know, at what point does that? You know, there's so many, and it's weird. I mean, Yes, obviously, has done this a bunch of times. And Chris Squire, before his death, actually had talked to people about this on in interviews and said, you know, what he wanted to be the case. Like he wanted there to be. He thought of Yes like. Um, I was listening to um, Michael Spurganish today on XM Political Radio. I like Michael Spurganish. He lives in the area. He lives near me. And he also is a fan of my band. I've known him for a little while. Um, and he's a big fan of Yes. He's going to the Kimmel Center as well. And he said, you know, that he was talking to people. And they basically were saying, you know, that before Chris passing, Chris, Chris and John Anderson founded the band. They're essentially the founders of the band, right? Chris and wanted, Peter Banks. Right. Peter Banks. And Peter Banks. Right. Well, Chris believed that... Anybody could call themselves yes, like the Philadelphia Orchestra could play Beethoven or someone could play Bach. It's like it doesn't it just yes music is should be looked upon like that. You're playing yes. So if you're playing yes, you, you know you are yes to him. That's so he, he felt like there were. He said there were something like eighteen. There have been eighteen members of yes since the beginning, in one way, shape, or form. Some of them have played very little. Some of them have played a lot. And he wanted all eighteen of them there at the uh, Iraq Hall of Fame. He thought that that would be really good, but. I don't know. It's interesting. Like you know, remember when remember when Bonham, um, his son played with Led Zeppelin in the Led Zeppelin tour. Yeah. And then it brings up the final debate question, which is this: If the, would Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr going around as the Beatles be the Beatles? No. They they could they could be because they're the only ones living. I mean, maybe Yoko would have a problem with it, and uh, Olivia Harrison, George's wife. Actually, the funny thing was, I had heard something, and it ne it's never come to fruition. I had heard that there was going to be some sort of tour with, before they got too old, with Ringo, with Paul McCartney, with yeah. Danny Harrison, the son of son of George, and you know Sean Lennon, or Ju I don't know if it's John Lennon or Julian Lennon, that they would they would. Some like that, but it's never, it's never happened. Yeah, I've heard that too. Now, is that the Beatles? Do you have family members? Well, I mean, you have two original like Beatles, which have enough. I mean, that's just what that's you know, that's no different than like Steve House. Yes, I mean, it's like two Beatles, but the Beatles are the Beatles, you know. So it's like if you tour, I, I wonder if Paul McCartney could do it, you know, in conscience. Well, I, mean, I don't think anyone would stop him from doing it. I think he's allowed to do it. No. Yeah, but well, let's just say this. I mean, and it's not—it's not like nobody knows that that's what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, everybody's gonna know it's gonna be Danny Harrison and 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 uh, Julian Lennon or whatever it is. It's not like they're keeping it a secret. Well, yes, the thing is, you know, you, there's a concert announced, and I had to go to the website to find out which mate, which lineup it was. I wasn't sure if it was the right. how or it was the John Anderson. Right. That's but the kids that's that's right. like. It's a fall off though for the kids. Like Julian Lennon, he's sure. like twelve steps down from John. Yeah, right. I mean, and you know, and I'm I'm a bigger fan of Julian than Sean's as far as his music goes. But they're basically neither mm -hmm. is neither is John, right? So, right. George Harrison's son is very good though. I mean, he's a really talented guitar player. Um, you know, and he, so I mean, everybody is. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. 
what's going on, you know, because when you go and see it, you know, I remember really saying yes. I mean, I recently saw Sticks Without Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> let's, let's not go down that road. Right. But that was every other person in Sticks was still there. So, I mean, they could call themselves Sticks. But, you know, the lead singer is a big part of what a band is. You know, like, if, you're, if your lead singer's not there, um, then you're not. That's why I had problems with Genesis when Peter Gabriel left, you know, for a while. But then the, the, over time, of course, they proved they were totally an awesome band, although I still would not have called them Genesis. So. Well, what if it turned out to be like, like Billy Joel hangs it up and it's Billy Joel's daughter, like Desiree, whatever her yeah. name is. Like, like that's, <laughs> we can't get there. We can't go there. I, no, I mean, well, apparently Kiss has a new band coming out that's all new oh, members come that, on. that are being run by the, by Gene Simmons is like is sanctioning it and is, is going to pick the people, handpick the people. Is going to allow them to go around and make money for him essentially. Um, you know, then you're just like a touring company. Very so he's strange. licensing. He's licensing out his own music to. Well, he's actually band. forming his own boy band, basically. <laughs> like kiss music. Only Gene. Only Gene. That's what's happening. So they're going to go around, and even though none of them, even though he's not even in it. Anyway, it's it is. All I can say is the hockey buzzcast, you know, needs requires you know. Me and Mike and Russ, and without that, you know, years from now, I'm sure at least you're doing your own version of the hockey buzz cast. You know, we'll have to have little yes. fights over the whole thing. Well, I have no kids. Like can't the hockey buzz cast featuring Dan. That's true. That'll that'll be like the obscure, like you know, like he, he continues on, but he's like the obscure, but wasn't there all the time guy, but but actually continues on longer than us with the name. That's how I see it. Dan would be the shim. Yeah. yeah. Dan would be the guy. He would be like the extra. Yeah, third, third guitarist in the back who now tours around as the Eagles, you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, and Owen would replace you, at Right, right, exactly. With some kind of yeah, puppet. Rust the um, chicken. Rust the chicken. Exactly. <laughs> rust the chicken could replace you. The funny thing is, my son does a better rust chicken than I do, and he's. <laughs> I've, I've forgotten how to do it. He, he figured out. He, he came up with it. It's on his YouTube channel all the time. That's not saying a lot. <laughs> No, but he imitated my voice to the point where I can't do it anymore. And it's so funny because he's like, oh, I imitated you. He's awesome that way. He's doing a whole thing, which is very cool. At, um, the high school is they're having a puppet thing in, in their next play. So he's actually producing all the puppets and directing it. He's, you know, it's great. He's 12 years old, so it's pretty awesome. Anyway, moving on. Let's get let's get going with the show. Shall we? Um, shall we? It's September 29th. Hello, Hockey World. <clears throat> Excuse me. One second. Hmm. I got a wish news to get stuck in my throat. <clears> throat. All right. Hello, Hockey World. It is Friday, September 29th, 2017. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Russ Cohen from school. And I'm Eklund. And you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time. So we're going on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And, um... I guess, you know, it's funny, I got a text today, I just want to just address this briefly, I got a text today that I was the last blogger, hockey blogger standing, the original group of bloggers that blogged today because um, Greg is leaving Puck, has left Puck Daddy, that's like the end of, apparently the end of a blogging era. Where is he going? This is news to me, where is he going? Uh, He is leaving immediately, he has this big blog blog post about it, he is not saying where he's going, I I know where he's going, but, but, um, okay. Discuss at a later time. I think I know. I heard. I heard where he was going last earlier in the summer. But the, yeah, he's a, you know he's obviously a talented guy, and he um, but he's leaving Puck Daddy, which means that Puck Daddy, you know, the whole it's still, still going to keep going on Yahoo, but it's going to be very different. Obviously, the star that's right. Um, 
but uh, yeah, the original, you know, like um, the original hockey bloggers that, that came out of, you know, came into that. I, I, I fail to think that's possible because I, I don't necessarily call Russ a hockey blogger. You're, you've been around longer than me, Russ, and you're more of a hockey writer, I guess. I always look at Kevin Greenstein, who's like, one of the original hockey bloggers, too. He's, um, yep. He doesn't really write too much hockey anymore. But um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's plenty of us still out there. But there you have it. That's the, that is, that's the news of the day so far. We're going to get into reviewing a few teams here. So what, um, what are they going to call the what, what are they going to call the column now? Like Puck Dudes? It's going to be still Puck Daddy, apparently. I think you know he wanted Puck Daddy to go on, which I, I kind of agree with. Like if I was if I was you know fascinated, I'd want Eklund to go on or something else, or somebody else, whatever. But yeah, I think it's character. You're fine. Well, b- before we get into the into the reviews, there was a, uh, a significant contract. Yes, there was. Greg Anderson is signed for two years. Uh, with the Ottawa Senators at 4.75 AAV, this Craig, this is not a young Anderson. <laughs> uh, this is, but but Craig Anderson is definitely he's as important as anything as anybody on that team right now. And I think it's I think it's a pretty good signing. It's, it's a little bit of a, I think they would have loved to do one year thing, but they had to do two. Type of situation. But it really extends after this year, right? So it's like um, so there's, there's two years after this year, correct? It's two years after this year. He was a UFA at the end of right. end of this season. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, so he through the 20, 2019-2020 season. I believe AAV is four point seven five million, which it's. I mean, I think it's fairly reasonable. It's not top line goaltender money, but you know, I, I think this is more a. Well, they're paying him because he's a good goaltender, and he had. I think that was the third highest. Um, uh, save percentage in the NHL last year, but it's also, I mean, this is, you know, he's been lo- he's been good to that organization, loyal to that organization, and so I think that it's sort of a golden parachute in a way as well. Absolutely, does does absolutely. Um, the Islanders have officially, according to CBS News in New York, have officially petitioned the NHL to leave Brooklyn and return to the island. So that's um that's my news, that's my sound effect for that. Um, I thought that was pretty. You know, it's not anything surprising, but it is. It is. They are. You know, they haven't made the word that they want to get out of there. Right. I guess we all thought it was coming, but uh, but the NHL is going to fight it based on the amount of seats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Batman said that, that that going back to Long Island was a no go. So this is sort of flying in the face of that. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, another kind of interesting. This is where we get to the teams we're going to talk about today. Um, Yarmir Yager um, is is currently, you know, playing with on a Czech team. Um, you know, assigned to play play with a Czech team, Kladno, right, Kladno. Um, but he will not play in their game on Saturday, uh, apparently. And bringing up speculation that somebody here in the United States or Canada is, is is talking to him pretty seriously enough that he's not going to play in this game. Or or he pulled a muscle. Because he showed a picture of himself on Facebook pulling a tractor, and he said, "Can you do this?" And then he answered it with no. So maybe he. <laughs> well, uh, all I know is harness. maybe that's it. Yeah, all I know is that uh, his name has been mentioned in connection to the to the Blues the last twenty four hours ever since the Fabry injury, and where there's smoke, there's probably fire. But I, I heard yesterday. From uh, I believe it was Ray Ferraro, 
uh, from TSN that there, there's more than one team pursuing him now. Uh, Calgary is very desperate for a scoring right winger. Yeah, they've been they've been talking to him all summer. Yeah, and and now St. Louis as well. So maybe it's now a question of who's going to give me more playing time, who's going to give me more money. I mean, he might be at an end. Yeah, and I'm, I know that at least two teams are talking to again, like too. And I think there's a reason that we haven't seen again when I retire. You know, I think that that's something that you know people would think that we would get a key link to push to, but that's not the case. Um, we'll see how that plays out. But yep, for sure. Um, here we go. Um, Nolan Patrick first fight in the NHL yesterday. We talked last night. Nolan Patrick gets in a fight, which is what I told I told Russ that he needed to do in his first game as a flyer. Just you know, I know he's not a fighter, but you know he picked. Picked on David Krejci, you know, the, those two heavyweights going at it. Um, wow. Two guys whose biggest concern is usually am I getting my hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, that's what, it's rare that you'd see. Nolan, I was impressed by Nolan not throwing punches at a guy's helmet and mask, you know, which is what people often just do. Tried to, get, tried to make sure he tried to get under the shield, and he, uh, he tried to get the helmet off. But he wasn't just going to wildly... Connor McDavid wins are his hand fighting. Maybe that's why. Right, right. I mean, it's ridiculous too. I mean, you should just be allowed to wear your gloves if people have helmets. This is my, this is my thing, thing all along. You should be able to fight with your gloves on if people have helmets. Why not? Does it matter? We're, we're, what are we, what are we taking the gloves off for, really? Really, to protect, to protect the player. But if you get a helmet on, we're allowed. To, there you go. But if everybody leaves, the goal, it wasn't like an unbeft penalty that could possibly happen. It's, remember. <laughs> There's trickery involved with that. Right. When you, I love the I love the fake throwing the gloves down thing when people have done right. that before. That's awesome. Yes. It's an extra two minutes. I mean, yeah. that is an extra two minutes. That's something that you have to look out for there. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Kevin Fiala shootout. This is pretty impressive. Let me bring this up real quick. Um, this is awesome. I got to talk. I've talked about my you know admiration for Kevin Fiala for a while now, and I really think you know, that guy's a superstar. But this this is sort of ice is it for me. This is, this is very much a superstar-ish type play. Here we go. Get back here. So, watch. Hold on. This is the Patrick Kane move, essentially, you know? Yeah. We skate up really fast. Stop, stop. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This is why you need a, uh, this is really why you need a guy chasing that's really tough to stop that play. But I, I'm a big so what teams do we have on the docket for today, Mike? Uh, Vegas and Washington. Oh, yes. Oh, before Vegas, I want to mention one thing about I mentioned in my blog as well. Um, the Matthew Shane rumors are hot and heavy now because there's two teams, you know, basically in in Vegas, I mean, in, in Colorado, who want to move Matthew Shane and Montreal, who really need something quickly. That There's a definite discussion going on between Montreal and Colorado, and Columbus is also in on this with Colorado. Uh, we've talked about it many times. Columbus has the better make their trade, but it looks like Sackick is going to finally have to get more creative and a little bit more proactive in this. Well, Instead of just listening to offers, he's going to have to actually throw out the first offer. I think both those are saying basically, come to us with an offer. I, I think I think Mark Berger. It, it, it's it's strange that only only the Montreal Canadiens could be could be forced into making. A move, maybe not of desperation, but a, a move just to see after going 0 and 6 in the preseason. There's there there's a lot of um, not panic, but a lot of concern about their uh, speed on defense 
and about their lack of scoring. Now, I, I don't know what, what the type of what the deal would be when it comes to Duchesne, when it comes to Montreal, but I would have to think that it would, it would involve Galchenyuk. Yeah, that's that's the key name. It is, it is, it, it makes sense because that they need to move him too because it's not working. I mean, him in the preseason this has not been a good thing. He, he obviously, you know, he obviously doesn't want to play the wing. Lost confidence to them. Yeah, he doesn't want to play the wing. All that's very true. So, I think Galchenyuk's the key factor, and I think it, and watching it. So last night I watched the Vegas Colorado game from beginning to end, pretty much. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I missed like the first ten minutes of the game after the Flyers lost the game. Where the Flyers looked very good last night too. Um, so, but then but, but Colorado and Vegas, I mean, if it wasn't for Varlamov, Vegas would have blown Colorado out of the water. And we were talking about a situation where both teams are basically playing their start, their starting lineup for the NHL season. And Varlamov, they, I mean, Colorado wins that game only on the back of the incredible play of, the, of Varlamov. I mean, and when you, when you, when you say that you need your goalie to come up big to beat the Vegas Golden Knights of the NHL, you know, Really need to do something. I mean, there's no question about it. They they just they were getting shelled, and the Knights Knights have some nice looking players actually. Um, you know, they're young and they've got they got some size in that team. Watching them play. So you're uh, you're bullish on them getting uh, 30 wins? Eh? How many wins? I don't know yet. But I'd say I'm 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 definitely more. I think they're going to be better than most expansion teams have been in the past. So. Well, you come up with a number, I'll bet you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, granted, I was watching them against Colorado, but you know the whole point of it is Colorado just needs to under, need, they, they need to do something. They cannot go into the season looking like they look bad. If you're if you're if you have any solace out of as a Colorado fan, you probably wanted them to lose last night today. I guess. Are we are we are we considering are we considering this the team preview because there's nothing to base it on? You know, there was no there was nothing. We'll do, we'll do official team preview, but let's start with the Capitals first, okay? All right, so we are we are down to four teams, by the way, on our team previews. You guys aren't here. We have uh, Washington, Vegas, Winnipeg, and then Columbus, um, which we skipped for trying to get a special guest on. And I'm working on that for Monday, so we'll see. Trying um, to get the cannon. What was that? Yeah, to to, yeah, I just wanted to see if the cannon will show up as a you know. Not not Nick Cannon, not the host of. Uh, every yeah, right, right. Wouldn't it be funny if every time you mentioned Columbus, I fired off a cannon here in, in the office or something? Would really get annoying after a while. Like the All Star Game in Columbus got annoying after a while. Um, that many cannon fires. Okay, so Washington last year, number one team in the NHL. Um, so the number one team in the Metro Division is pretty obvious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they were the best team in the league too. They were top in the game in goals per game, um, and that was on a year where Ovechkin was was just okay. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't superstar Ovechkin. Um, and yet they, you know, they was top of the league. Goals against the game, a surprising 17. I think that I would have guessed that they were in the top 10. But um, they aren't. They, they're, they're not even in the top half goals against the game, um, which, is, which is interesting. Uh, power play percentage, third great, third best in the NHL. Penalty killing, 19th best. Again, I would have guessed higher on that one, too. But, you know, they're still a team that finished with 81 more goals scored than they had goals allowed. So that is almost, that, you know, for those of you who are good at math, that's pretty much one more goal per game that <laughs> they scored. They got one more goal in the season. They would have been 82 for 82 games. But they got 81 plus 81 for 82 games. So that is impressive. Um, and this is a team, you know, that obviously that they have made some additions. They, but not, you know, not giant ones. Really, they 
you know, they, they really they went out and they got Steph Kelly, you know, they they got Beluzo, may or may not be a factor for them. Um, and they have Alex Chazon on a um, PPO. Is, is that still sign with them? Have they heard anything about that? Um, it's still, I believe it's still in limbo. They have yeah. been still, he's still there, but they, they haven't made a decision yet. Okay, well, there you go. Um, by the way, it does look like winning some sign in Minnesota. Um, Minnesota? Yeah. Waiting on that one, but it does that does look very probable. And also, actually, hearing that Scotty Upshaw might be going back to St. Louis um, as well. Heard that today, too. Um, even though Scotty Upshaw has been on a show with the Vancouver Canucks. Um, with all the Blues injuries, they're, you know, they, 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 they're thinking of bringing them back in. So that could, that could, that's not exactly Yager, but it's something they might make a move on. All right, so this team you know, has the, the biggest kind of the biggest thing about this team to me is the contracts that are hanging over their heads coming up are a little bit tricky, right? Like they have, um, so they have John Carlson's going to be at UFA. Yeah. That's a um, big one. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, well, they, there's been a mass exodus there. Obviously, you know, Justin Williams is gone. Altner is gone. Uh, Shattenkirk was a rental. Yeah, they really, there's been a, a great changeover. But, I mean, Carlson's a UFA. And to a lesser extent, Lars Eller's a UFA. I don't think yeah. I'm not concerned about that. But Carlson's the big one. And after signing Orloff to big contract, you know, they have Niskanen and they have Orpik making over five million, they have, they have Orloff making over five million. You know, Carlson's essential to that team on the blue line. I mean if they're not going to pay him over six, I would say six, six and a half, he's gonna go free agent too. And then I think they're in real trouble. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think he's I think I think he is gonna go UFA, but I think he's gonna stay there all year. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's gonna stay there all year too. I think he, I think he's going to want a major contract. Like it's, going to, it's going to put them up against the pretty serious decision. I do think the Capitals don't care though, because I think the Capitals really their focus is they have to win a Stanley Cup with this team. And you know, at this point, that that's what they're thinking about. That's really all they're thinking about. Yeah, I think their chances are a lot less to win the Stanley Cup this year than they were last year. With that. Why do you think that? Because everyone keeps saying that, but I don't see it. I don't see why they would suddenly be worse. Because the depth of the organization was so much better last year, and now it, it really depends. It really depends on a lot of youngsters coming up, and stepping into roles, and that there's no certainty in that. I mean, Jakob you know, is a is a very good prospect, but can he step up into a role like Justin Williams, where he can score 20 goals? Who knows? Uh, Madison Bowie is a very good defensive prospect, but can he step up, play? A defensive role like Carl Carl Alzner. I don't think it's reasonable to expect that. I think he's a good young defenseman that's played at the AHL the last couple of years, but I don't know if he can if he can adequately fill the hole that's been created by the departures on this team. That you know, the guys that are there are going to have to step up for a cost, uh, uh, you know, uh, and a, a few others will have to really step up to make up for the, the departures. I think a big key is to what he used to do. Let him play his game yeah, stop that's trying to let him be a complete player. I think yeah. if he does that, he, he'll score 50 goals again yeah. and we won't have this conversation. I mean, I like him with Backstrom too. and I, I know they've messed around with Backstrom and believe him. I still think he's better with Backstrom. I think that that is there's this combination there that I mean, he's scored so many goals together. Why would you, why would you move them apart? And I don't 
Because you're putting all your eggs in one basket, and, that, and, that, and that's and not that's, really because Netsov is a pretty big egg. You know, he's not like I think he's yeah. a serious player, right? I mean, Oshie's a serious player. You've got other players. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that that's not the case. I, I think they have to. They, you know, last year they had a three-line offensive attack. This year they have a two-line offensive attack, and then and that that's that's much easier to keep in check. I think uh, they have more than that. I think they have more than two lines. I do. I think well, so I think they, they could. I mean, third line, even if it's even if taking the Verona away, maybe according to you know with roster research, they have they have their third line is Verona, Eller, and Wilson, right? And I think that. I think Eller and Wilson are two very underrated players. I think Wilson especially underrated. Eller well, Wilson scored. In, Wilson scored in the playoffs, but you know the, the question is whether he can do that in the regular season. He only scored seven goals last year, so you know if, if he can get up, if he can get up into double figures, then he provides some some secondary offense. But you know they're going to need guys like Beagle and Eller, Conley, who need to score in double. Give them secondary offense, yeah. But really, it's going to come. You know, they got rid of Marcus Johansson, got rid of Justin Williams. I mean, those are tough. Those are tough goals to replace. That's that's yeah. forty-eight goals right there that they that they got rid of. No, that's true. I mean, and they and but I still think that they're a lot of people are t- begging them to like fall out of the playoffs. No, these are ridiculous. No, no, that's stupidity. People are far off. I mean, they still have maybe the best, one of the best boys in the league. Yeah, it's not the best, but yeah. one of the, he's definitely one of the best. Uh, of, um. of the te- of the teams that are going to be heavily reliant on their goaltender, like Montreal and Washington, Washington is in a much better place to make the playoffs because they do have offense. Yeah, they do have a defense yeah. that can move. Montreal is in the same boat. Their defense is not as mobile, and they don't have as much goal scoring. So I think while while many people justifiably so, are picking Montreal fish outside of the playoffs. I think it's not justifiable to pick Washington out of the playoffs. They're going to be a playoff. Yeah. I think, they'll be, I, think they'll, I, agree. I think that we can all say they're a playoff team. The weird number, I tried to find a weird number for them as I've been trying to find the team. It's pretty easy. Um, at least according to rosterresource.com, the top three lines, Burakowski, Baxter, Oshie, Lechkin, Connolly, Verana, Heller, and Wilson. What do all nine of those guys have in common? They're all first round draft picks. Look at that. Nine first round draft picks. Oh, yeah. Nine first yeah. round draft wow. picks in your top three lines. Which is not bad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen another. We have definitely haven't had another team that had that. So, yeah. And then on their fourth line, they've got a seventh round pick in, um, you know, in what they're calling Gravlock, right? And um, the second line is Vitelli. And Jay Beagle wasn't drafted, which I didn't realize. Jay Beagle wasn't drafted. Which is, you know, and Jay Beagle's quite a great player too. But then they have three defensemen who are first round draft picks, three defensemen who are second round draft picks. So we're looking at a very highly drafted team here. You know, in general. Well, hopefully it was a fourth rounder, which I didn't realize. Hopefully it was actually a fourth round pick. So. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, he, it was the mental thing with him for a long time. Right. That's why he was a fourth rounder. And that's the, you know, that's the goalie's thing for sure. But, yep, I think, I think looking at this team, I'm looking. I'm looking at Washington as a playoff team too, and I think I think they are. You know, still. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're better than Pittsburgh because I don't think they are this year. I think the Penguins will be better. I think Penguins will finish ahead of them, but I think I think the Caps are are in, are in second place. My mind, and they might they might not want to finish. In a, you know, they would probably want to finish in the wild cards, like avoid the Penguins. Yeah. You know. 
I think second's right. Yeah, I think second or third, depending on how much they have to depend on Holby. How you know what? Yeah. You know how much the departures affect them. I mean, Pittsburgh. With Pittsburgh, the concern is the Stanley Cup hangover. Washington. That's whether they're going to you know be able to weather all the changes. I mean, nobody is perfect in that division. So, yeah, I'd say they're going to be in the top three for sure, though. Yep. Yep. Well, there you have it. All right. So let's move on to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, this is a tough one. Of course, there's no previous statistics to talk about with this <laughs> at all. They're a clean slate. They're a clean slate. Everyone's wearing the everyone's the first player to wear number 19, the first player to wear number 87. <laughs> um, you know, there have been some players that I've been very, very impressed with. Um, and uh, you got to take that call real quick, Mike. Take over for a second. Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, Russ, I, I, I think that this team is in – I mean, okay, the, the expectation for an expansion club is not high. Uh, we, right. you know, I think that the the statements made before the expansion draft that this team had the ability to potentially be competitive for a playoff spot was laughable because he knew that they weren't going to take the best players available because they made a bunch of arrangements with, with other GMs to take certain players, to take cap hits, to take players who are on injured reserve to get extra draft picks. I think McVie was smart in that respect. But if you look at the lineup, and you look like they have a they have eleven defensemen right now. That McPhee said he's going to have to trade one of them or two of them possibly before the season starts. If you look at it, there's maybe one or two guys who you can consider a top four defenseman, and the rest are bottom pairing guys. So you're, when you have a defense of all fives and sixes, it's not going to be very good. Well, we don't know. Like will Eric Brandstrom go beyond the nine games? We don't know that. No. That could alleviate the problem, too. Right, but you're talking about an 18-year-old kid. I mean, I mean, it, it, it would be impressive to see him make his debut at 18, but maybe, maybe it's been more beneficial for him to, to, you know, play a year in the minors or go back to Sweden, whatever they decide, uh, and, 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 you know, play in the World Junior and, and not do that. I mean, but the thing is, other than, other than say, say, Theodore and maybe one other guy, most of these most of these defensemen are are bottom pairing guys, and that's you know I mean they're NHLers. There's no doubt, but yeah. when you have a five six defenseman playing twenty minutes, which they're going to have to do, I think that's going to cause problems. Plus, there's not a lot of scoring there. You've got James Neal, you've got Jonathan Marchessault, so, and after that, I mean Shipachev could make the conversion over from the KHL to the NHL, and you know he'll probably get a lot of opportunity to do so. There's just not a lot of offense there. So, I mean, I'm predicting them to be – I mean, they won't be as low as Colorado's point total last year, but they'll pre- they'll be pretty close. I think they're going to be in, like, this point range. I don't know. I think that's – Go ahead, Ross. No, I think – what points did you say? Did 60. 60-point range. No way. They'll be, they'll be under that. So you think, fifth, like, 50 to 55? I think lower than that. Wow. Oh, I disagree very much so with that one. That's why you want to make this bet, obviously, Russ. But yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I think that they have enough they have enough um, gumption on this team, and they have Mark Andre Fleury is going to keep them in game. So it's like they're not going to be, and you know, and, and even Calvin Picard, you know, that. Yeah, but how? Pretty but how, good players. How long is Fleury going to be there? That's the question. Is this just you know he was the best guy? 
to take. He's a starting goaltender. He's a he's a three-time Stanley Cup winner. All that's great. But at a certain point, you look the organization looks at him and says, you know, we can get a lot for this guy. I think he is going to stay there for at least five years. Go that there. So you think no gonna, do you think he's going to retire as a Vegas Golden Knight? The reason I say that is because he, one thing, Mark Andre Fleury loves being the starter. Like he does not want to go into another situation where he's not the starter. Well, he waived his no trade clause specifically to go to Vegas. He wanted to go to Vegas because he knew that in Vegas he could be the guy and not have to worry about it. Well, I think he waived to go to Vegas because he knew he was going to be the backup in Pittsburgh. I, I agree that he wants to be the starter, but I also yeah, think he specifically said that I mean, they, they, he didn't waive his no trade clause to go anywhere but Vegas. That was what was interesting about it. That was the he said he would only go to Vegas. Why was that? You know, like he could have gone to any other team where he could have been the starter. Ah, uh, um, well. But he chose he chose he chose Vegas. I think I legitimately think he likes this concept. I think he likes the idea of being a part of it. He likes the idea of being the face of it. Russ, maybe I'm way off base here, but and I get okay. If I've won, if I've won three Stanley Cups, you know, maybe not. Maybe winning a Stanley Cup isn't like high on my list of priorities. It's getting playing time and, and whatever. But for him to get another contract, you know, if he's playing with Vegas and plays 60 games in Vegas and his goals against is 3.5 and his save percentage is under 900. That's not a lot of a sell. That's not a great selling point for teams out there who he potentially go to as a free agent in a couple of years. Right. right. I'm, I'm fifty. I'm fifty-fifty if he even stays there a year. I think he's possibly gets traded the deadline. I think there's a chance, but I think he could stick out the year. I don't think he's looking for another contract. That's the funny thing. Yeah, I don't think he's thinking that way right now. I think he's because I think he can you know he can stay in Vegas even if he has a bad year and they'll pay him a lot because they have a lot of money to spend and they there's no reason for them not to pay him a lot. And he's and he's and he's already shown that he wants to be there and he's taken on a lot of he's shown up at every photo thing everything for them. He's been there, you know. He's well, he's, he's the face of the franchise in a big way, you know. And I think part of that because he really wants to be in a situation where he's not feeling the pressure of anyone else. Going to stay there, and they're going to keep. They're going to give him the job as long as he wants it. Yeah, he's. The, I mean, he's right now. I he's, think the, so. he's the face of the franchise. Yeah. And there, and there is a certain and there is a certain cachet in that. And you know, if you if you're thinking about post career, you know, somebody who right. is the face of a franchise early on, he can set himself up in business. He can set himself up as yeah. being part of part of part of the organization. I get that. But if he wants to continue his career. I think he stays in Vegas as as little as as short a time as possible. I think but the X know. factor is how bad of a season he has, like by the All Star break. Like if his defense is brutal, he might want to get out of there. It's possible. I mean, the guy has already won Stanley Cups. You know, he's already done all the things. He do. I think he's not one of these guys who he is incredibly competitive, but I think he also has resigned himself to something here. That he's, he's enjoying this, he enjoys on this, this underdog situation. I think it plays into Mark Andre Fleury really well. Fleury has never been a great, the play, all the playoff issues that he's had in the past. You know, I mean, he had great playoffs, but he also had playoff issues. And when, it, when he had playoff issues, it tended to be from pressure bouncing. I think you put yourself in a situation here where you can make a lot of money, be the starting goalie, not feel a lot of pressure, do anything crazy, and, and really anything. But if he's facing 45. Yeah, but he's a goal, he's the kind of goalie who loves facing shots. You don't want to face 50 shots a night. You know, right. He probably doesn't care. I mean, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, that's the. I mean, but you know, 
I just think he's the kind of goalie who really will thrive. And you can see it that he is already like steering the defense. They passed back to him. They passed back to him four times last night in defense. I thought it was like watching a soccer game, passing back to goalies. You know, it's like they really they're listening to him. He obviously has he's obviously in control. When you're passing back to your goalie that much, you your goalie calling for the puck, you know? Calling for the puck and telling well, him Well, there's there's that and then there's also they want to keep the puck as much as they can away from the other team because sure. they're gonna lose they're gonna lose the puck a lot in the offensive zone. Yeah. Oh, they are, and they, uh, no question about it. But they, they do have, you know, you know, I, w- I was impressed with um, Marcia, so, you know, I really was. I, I, he's, a, he's a talented player, I mean, you know. He'll get all the ice time. He'll get top power play. Even yeah. If he scores 30 goals, it's like it, it's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, it's not, I know it's not, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean we, we, we all realize that they have to put a team on the ice, but, you know, and, and that – but, but – don't, I mean, right now they have one, two, three. They have nine UFAs on this roster. I, you know, and now you know, one guy like Grabowski isn't tradable because he's probably never going to play again. But and England's got a job. So and England's got a job. But but Neil is going to be moved. Peron is going to be moved. Marcheseau is going right. to probably be moved. And most of the defensemen are going to be moved. You know, George McVie is going to be. The seven eleven of the trade deadline. Everybody's going to be going yeah. in there for a bag yeah. of chips and a bottle of pop. It'll be before true. the deadline. It'll be yeah. before the deadline. So. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that St. Louis hasn't contacted uh, um, um, Vegas. Maybe they have, or Calgary, looking for a guy to help them on the wing because they, you know, I mean, Vegas again has to put a team on the ice, but. Doesn't really matter right now. I mean, they everybody expects them to be bad. They'll be competitive, but they're not going to be good. Yeah, I mean, and they're they're not going to be great. Okay, but I think they're going to be better than you think. I think, I, I mean, they're obviously they have issues and injuries to kill this team. There's players that they have to have, but um, you know, and the second half is going to be rough. The second half is going to. They are going to lose yeah. a lot of players. Yeah. I mean, Pierre Edward Belmar, who is not even listed on the roster resources in the top four lines, he's, he's going to play for them every night. There's no question about it. So, yeah. I talked to people out there, and then watching him play, he's just, he's, a, he's your prototypical, you know, fourth, third line guy. He's really good at that. Yeah. I mean, but he's, he's older, too, though. So, yeah. But, but just, think of it, just think of it this way at the end of the year, when they do move these UFAs or some of these other players, they're going to have to get players back from the organizations they're trading with to put on the roster because they don't have a lot of young guys in the minors to fill these spots. Right. So, so you're talking about in the last quarter of the season, you know, them plugging holes with say, say they make a trade with uh, with the Maple Leafs, them plugging holes with Eric Fair, or or some some prospect from the minors like Tobias Lindbergh or something like that. There's going to be or a ex- or they'll get expiring contracts. Or they, or right, or they get right. other expiring contracts, and these will be guys that, that they're not really going to care if they fit in the grand concept. It's just going to be a body to occupy a roster spot in the last twenty games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true, and I do think certain guys are prime. Like James Neal is going to be a great trade deadline player for sure. You know, and there's, you know, and, and I sure. think that you know there are guys like you know Marshall Soak. I think they're going to try to keep. I think they're going to try to keep 
my feeling is that if, if you're under 20, if you're under like 27, 20 years old, they're and they're UFA. They're going to try to keep them because they have the money to do it. I mean, they can't. They have they have the money to sign these guys back. So they have good experience there. They're going to stay. It all depends on what that person will want. I mean, right. I mean, the older are, players yeah. are more likely to be, be shipped out. Um, are, are you are you gonna are you gonna pay Jonathan Marsha so say he say he, he's your first line power play guy and he scores thirty goals for the second year in a row and he asks for six million dollars are you gonna are you gonna pay that I I don't think so I do I think they do why wouldn't they I mean if you if you just two two years and third two year thirty goals score in a row is a six million dollar player in your NHL no matter what team you're on and if you're on this team especially you have to you have to you're gonna need players so boy. Why wouldn't you? You know, I mean, that, that's a serious. That's a serious. That's a serious. If you get if you get thirty goals for two years in a row playing on Florida and Vegas, I mean, that's significant. But even other than Marshall, I mean, Cody Glass will get sent back after nine games. Who's their next best scorer? Yeah, yeah. Ship a ship a chap, probably. Ship a chap. He's unproven. Yeah, he, he looks pretty good though. He does. He does. He has a real thing to him. I was impressed by his, you know, his presence. He's got a real good presence to him. Um, very well, big, very upright. Um, I, I know we're doing pretty. I, I like. I have to. I have. I have to see. I have to see something there for a few games to be to be a believer. But yeah, I mean, I just I, expectations will be low. Maybe maybe they'll be entertaining. They're, you know, I, I, my question is whether they beat out Colorado in in the, in the West. I, I don't think they'll beat that, out Arizona. I saw them the other, the other night I saw them against a barely Kings roster, and they lost a close one. Yeah. I just, you know, I think once the regular season starts, there's going to be a big shock. Oh, yeah, no, there's no question that that's going to happen. I mean, they're not, I mean, they, you know, we've seen some horrible expansion teams. They're not, they just don't feel like they're as horrible as some of those teams. I mean, just because the play, I just think the talent in the NHL is higher than, than we're also in this new, new era, you know, with, with a lot, we have a lot more talent than the league we've ever had before, too. And some of these guys are not known as like big time stars because we only have so much room for stars, but in our in our you know vocabulary. But there are players who can, you know, who are talented players who can definitely provide, you know, and, and make them an, and make them at least a, a noteworthy team. I mean, they're going to be, you know, are they going to be tough to play against? Okay. Oh. Good. The eleven. How many are long term keepers on defense? Great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think their top four they're going to really, uh, exception of Garrett. I mean, you know, obviously Garrison, Garrison and England are old. So, yeah. Two, Nate Nate Schmidt and Shea Theodore. That's it. Maybe That's probably maybe, it. Colin, maybe Colin Miller, but who knows? I mean, maybe maybe and that was the third. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, defensively they're going to have to they're going to have to make pick up more defense. But there are defensemen out there to be had. There's lots of there are defensemen. We said that, but we said that. When they were going through the draft, and they traded anything that they could have had. Right, they had Mark Mathot. They traded him, and that right. and that, see that 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 is the signal of that that is the, the precursor of what's going to happen at the deadline. They had a they had an asset in Mark Mathot. He's you know he's a veteran guy who could help play with young defensemen, but they don't have any young defensemen right now. Their young defenseman is probably going to be in junior or in the minors, so it doesn't help. Well, Theodore, Theodore John. Theodore yeah. John. Right. I mean, but they, but they have other veterans. Like they, they, 
they evaluated the situation, Russ, and they said, okay, we have older guys that can play with Theodore. We can afford to trade Mathot. And at the end of the year, they're going to say, okay, these guys are going to walk away from nothing. We're going to trade them. We're going to get as much as we can for them because we're interested in three or four years down the line, not this year when we have no chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Here, here's a good example. I watched the other day a goalie, sixth-round pick for, for Vegas, Yuri Patera. Did really well, put a write-up on Sportsology. He's probably five years away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I think Mike's getting at is most of the guys they drafted, Glass, Brandstrom, maybe they're a year or two away. But to bridge the gap when they do that, they're going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to be bad. I mean, they are. The, 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 the key to this franchise being competitive in five years is they have three drafts where you pick in the top five. You know, right. get your you know, follow follow the models of Chicago, of Toronto, of you know, to a lesser extent Edmonton. You don't have to go that bad. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. You know, we're you know, with, with the Leafs, you got Neander at eight, Marner at four, and and Matthews at one. You have to get those premium prospects in the top of the first rounds, build around them, have an organization that develops players, and if you can do that, then they can be competitive. But it's gonna take. But here's the thing. So like. Like this upcoming draft, so there's guys that that could be potential superstars. Right. There's three. Are they yeah. going to get in the top three? We don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, with, with the way the ping pong balls bounce, you don't know. But they, uh, I mean, I think that's what that is what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to try to follow that you know model that we you know I call build an AHL build an AHL team for the better part of a decade and you'll become good pretty quickly. Um, they're still involved with with that too. Yeah, but the but the, yeah, but the one thing that the the one thing that they've benefited from Russ is the fact that they've stockpiled the number of draft picks, and what you could you know what could happen is if they ended up drafting four or five, they could put together a package of numerous draft picks to move up to get that one get that one player. I mean, nobody's going to trade the first pick overall if they think the guy is a superstar. But if they want to move up and move into second or third and they're drafting at four or five, that's a move that they can do with all those extra draft picks. Here's my bigger question. When are we going to see the first headline? Everything comes up pieces for Vegas or Vegas <laughs> rolls snake eyes. Yeah. Like when are we going to see those? Oh, I know the hockey blackjack pick. Come on, that's where we were yesterday. Absolutely, it's already coming. It's already coming. You know, going to gamble. You know, gambling on Vegas and the predictions. It's it's, right. it's craps in Vegas. Right. right. <laughs> Everything's legal in Vegas, including fielding an AHL. Um. Yeah. So, I know it's going to be. I agree. Um. That's all the time we have for today's show, folks. Um. But really appreciate it again, Russ. Thanks so much for jumping on and difficult situations. I'm sure. It's a 1-1 one, one game here. Pretty good game. Excellent. Excellent. Enjoy your time there. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday with Winnipeg and Columbus. But then we'll also be getting into our predictions, our you know, full-out predictions. Um, we go because this all starts on Wednesday. So we're in our final, our last weekend without without hockey. So enjoy it. Um, and we'll be back then. Take care, guys. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. Talk to you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.